Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My name is Alex. I'm from Ukraine. If anybody speaks Russian or Ukrainian here in this sanctuary, please let me know. <laughs> Praise God. I have a good interpreter with me. This Alex. is my son, Alex. Alex Jr. And I believe you will be blessed this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. I feel that I'm here now in a living church of God. You have a spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Мне очень понравился гитарист Брат Огненный. I love your brother, guitar player, fireful man. Amen. I like him. Аллилуйя. Послушай, я нечто тебе скажу. Listen, I want to say something to you. Прими это как от Бога. Just receive it like from God. Не удерживай этот огонь внутри себя или только в церкви. Don't stop this fire inside of you or don't use it only in, in this church building. But share your fire outside of this church walls. Go to sinners. Share it with sinners who don't know Jesus. And make, in, make this fire to fire in, inside of them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand up and pray together. Hallelujah. Отец, я благодарю тебя за присутствие Духа Святого на этом месте. Father, I thank you for the precious presence of Holy Spirit upon this place. Я благодарю тебя за Божий огонь в этой церкви. I thank you for the fire of God in, that exists in this church. Я благодарю тебя, что я имею привилегию быть на этом месте. And I thank you for this ability and privilege to be in this place this morning. Я молю тебя, чтобы слово коснулось сердец людей. And I ask you, may this message will touch the hearts of your people. Holy Spirit, move around. Touch the hearts of people. And may all of them will leave this place as different persons. May your holy name will be glorified today. I ask you about this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's clap Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God! Glory to God! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Jesus is Lord! Amen! Amen! You may be seated. This is a great privilege for me and for my son to be on this place. We came here from a beautiful country with the name Ukraine. It's ex-Soviet Union country. And I see here the people of faith. Скажи кто-нибудь на это Амен. Say anybody, Amen. Я вижу перед собой Божьих поклонников. I see here the real worshippers of God. Кто-то может сказать Амен. Anybody can say Amen. Я вижу перед собой людей, которые очень сильно любят Иисуса. And I see here the people who love Ukraine very much. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Мы любим всех вас. We love all of you. О, брат, ты получишь награду. О, брат, you will receive your reward from God. Написано, если дашь воды стакан. It is written in Bible that even if you will give a glass of water to pastor, then you will receive a reward of pastor. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, pastor. Thank you, pastor. For, for you allow us to serve, to minister here this morning. And I believe God will touch each heart, every heart this morning. I have a desire in my heart to build a relationship be a bridge of relationship. The desire of my heart to build a strong bridge of friendship in the body of Christ. Because I can feel that I'm in home now. We are one family of the Lord. Amen. Amen. One Lord. One apostolic faith. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise Slava God. Bogu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 24 years ago, God saved me. 
Я был Navy офицер. Я был коммунист. Американцы были моими врагами. Но сегодня я среди моих братьев и сестер. Аллилуйя. Аминь. Аллилуйя. Потом я попал в криминальную структуру под названием русская мафия. Then I became a part но Бог помиловал меня. Слава Богу. Аллилуйя. Сейчас я пастор. Пастор восьми церквей. Я живу в маленьком городе на юге Украины под библейским названием Измаил. In a small town with a biblical name Ishmael. Ishmael, Alleluia. У нас 250 членов. There is 250 members in our church. И 100 детей. And 100 kids, children. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Alleluia. Слава Богу, Alleluia. Praise God. У меня шестеро детей. I have six children. Six children, Alleluia. Six children. Три сына. Three sons. И три дочери. And three daughters. И одна жена. And one wife. One wife. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Бог дал мне трех внуков. God gives me a three grandkids. Вся моя семья служит Богу. And all of my family serving God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. У нас музыкальная семья. My family is musical family. Я играю на гитаре. I'm playing guitar. Мой сын Алекс играет playing saxophone в группе прославления. Он молодежный пастор. He is also a youth pastor in our church. Хороший сын. Good son. И хороший переводчик. And good interpreter. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Моя старшая дочь лидер прославления. And my elder daughter, she is a worship leader in our church. Мой меньший сын играет на барабанах. And my youngest son, uh, he playing drums in our church. Поет. My wife singing. Мои дочери поют. My daughter singing. Мы любим Господа. We love God. Мы любим Господа. We love our God. Аллилуйя. И я хочу передать вам привет от нашей церкви, от моей семьи. And I want to greet you from behalf of my church and my family. Примите этот привет. Аллилуйя. И у нас есть хороший подарок для вашего пастора. Пастор, можно тебя попросить сюда? Аллилуйя. Praise God. Вот такая ручная, дорогая работа. It's a handmade, expensive gift. Very Ukrainian and national. Это украинская булава. It's a Ukrainian булава, which means scepter. И я расскажу немножко. And I will tell shortly about it. 400 лет назад. 400 years ago. Это было оружие украинских солдатов из металла. It used to be a weapon of Ukrainian soldiers of Cossacks, and it been made with a metal. Оружие. Metal. It was really heavy and powerful. Yeah. 200 лет назад uh, 200 years ago, это было из золота и драгоценных камней. И это было в одного человека из Украины. King, king Когда он поднимал, все люди на Сейчас это просто музейный экспонат. экспонат. Но мы хотим тебе подарить. И это огромный духовный символ. And for us it's a big spiritual sign. Это символ того, что Бог дал тебе духовное оружие. God gave you a spiritual weapon. И Бог дал тебе духовную власть. And God gave you a spiritual authority. Amen. In this Hallelujah. spiritual word. Amen. Поэтому, когда ты будешь смотреть на этот скипетр, So when you will look at this scepter, ты будешь помнить, что Бог дал тебе духовное оружие. It will remind you that God gave you a spiritual weapon. And spiritual authority. And more than that, it will remind you that you have your brothers and sisters in Ukraine. Because here is two colors, yellow and blue. It represents Ukrainian flag. Hallelujah. You can put it in your office or at home. 
It's up to you. You can put it in your office or in your house. Either you can hang it on your belt like a policeman and walk around. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And all the devils and evils will go away. Cast out. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Духовная власть. И духовное оружие. Amen. Amen. Аллилуйя. Свидайте, будь ласка. Итак, я верю, что сегодняшнее послание, оно изменит всю твою И ты уйдешь отсюда другим человеком. Бог переведет тебя от веры в веру. От славы в славу. И от силы в силу. Аллилуйя. Аллилуйя. Давайте вместе откроем Священное Писание. Let's open together in, uh, Holy Scripture. Луки, 18 глава. Luke, chapter 18. Давайте поднимемся. Yeah, we, we can stand up to read it together. Луки, 18 глава, 27 стих. Luke, chapter 18, verse 27. И мой сын Алекс прочитает вместе с вами. Подожди, не спешу читать. Есть, открыли? В моей церкви в Украине in my church, in Ukraine, я учу людей, I, uh, I people, что когда ты идешь в церковь, ты должен с собой брать Библию, you should bring your Bible with you. ты должен брать с собой конспект, you should have your notebook with you. и ты должен брать с собой ручку, your pen, и хорошие пожертвования. And good offerings. Amen. Amen. Аллилуйя. Луки 18, 27. И весь народ сказал Аминь. Аллилуйя. Я вырос в Советском Союзе. Кто-то слышал о такой стране? Советский Союз. Это была безбожная коммунистическая страна. Когда маленький ребенок шел в детский сад? Ему учили, что Бога нет. Когда ребенок шел в школу, ему говорили, что Бога нет. Когда он шел в колледж или университет, ему говорили, Бога нет. The same in colleges and universities. They had a special lessons to taught us that God does not exist. And even during a time of job, they taught to our men, to our people, that God does not exist. When our astronauts, for the first time in, uh, in Soviet Union life, came to space and uh, goes to space and came back to the earth, to the ground, all of mass media in Soviet Union shouted loudly that there is no God, God does not exist because astronauts didn't find him there. Людей, которые верили в Иисуса Христа, отправляли на 20 лет в Сибирь в тюрьму. And people who used to believe in Jesus Christ at Soviet Union times, they were much of them, lots of them, they were sent to prison to Siberia for 20 and 30 years. За эту святую книгу под названием Библию людей выгоняли с работы, сажали в тюрьмы и штрафовали. Many people were sent to prison were fine either lose their jobs just because they carried this book, this Bible. You can imagine, it was horrible atheistic country. Второе. And uh, one more thing. I used to grow up in family where my father was a thief And he was addicted of alcohol. He been two times in a jail. He beaten my mom all the time. 
мы с моей старшей сестрой спали на улице или по соседям. Когда мне исполнилось 14 лет, мой отец закончил жизнь самоубийством. И когда я был маленьким ребенком, я говорил в своем сердце, я никогда не буду как я никогда не буду алкоголиком, я не буду воровать. Но послушайте, я не только не знал, что Бог есть, я не понимал и не знал, что есть дьявол и Cool Но я не знал некоторых вещей. В 20 лет я начал употреблять алкоголь. Я женился на самой красивой девушке, с которой я ходил в школу. Двадцать года я попал в криминальную группу под названием «Русская мафия», и мы воровали автомобили. And a few years later, in 22, when I got 22, I became a part of Russian mafia. We stole the cars, we sell the cars, and I became a part of this Russian mafia. Criminal team. And uh, that moment my wife told me, I never got married with a thief or criminal person. She said, I got married with a Navy officer. And she left me. So my family was destroyed. And sometime later, after that, military police arrested our team. And they put me in a jail before, before the judge court. And I think for the first time in my life, in that very moment, I prayed to God. I said, God, if you exist there on a heaven, please set me free from the jail. And he made the first miracle. Only I, only from all of our team, I was released before the judge court. And you know, I didn't want, for sure, I didn't want to go to the prison. I was 24 years old, and my investigators say that it's like 10 or 15 years for me in a prison. So I didn't want to be jailed to be in a prison. И мой один друг сказал, mine, he я, said, зна я знаю всех гадалок и маг he said, Look, в Советском Союзе. I know all the best of in Soviet Union. И они могут предсказать тебе судьбу. Sure future, if, if я сказал, ну хорошо, поехали. Said, okay, yes, want, future, so и мы поехали к первому магу. We came to first fortune teller. So we were met by a man. He looked at me. And you know, I taught him nothing about myself, about my story, about my issues. And, but he looked at me and he said, he said, oh, I, I see you have a big issues and troubles. You should go to the prison. They want to jail you, but I have a good news for you. You will never be jailed. And you'll have another family. But when you will turn 30 years, when you will be 30 years old, you will die in the accident, in car accident. So I told to my friend, no, 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 I don't believe this. It's some kind of trick. No, that's, that's, that is not my future. 
And my friend said, okay, I have another option. I know somebody else. I know, I know another fortune teller. So we uh, drive to another part, to, to another city. And we uh, came to another house of another fortune teller. So we were met by a man. He uh, came to a dark room in his house. And uh, five minutes later he came out. And he said me next. He said, son, I see you have big troubles. You should go to the prison for a long period of time. But you will never go to the prison. It's a good news for you. And more than that, you'll have another wife with a blonde hair. But when you will turn 30 years old, you will die in the car accident. And I thought to my friend, something wrong with this prophesies. No, I don't believe this. Maybe you know somebody else. And he said, well, well, I know one, one old lady uh, what she what she said to the people it's always uh, became the truth we can visit her so I said let's visit her and we arrived to that lady's old lady's house uh, she, she, that was really old lady she met us and when uh, she invited us to her house when we came inside I feel there like in a Catholic temple. Lots of candles, icons, statues, many, many of this stuff. And she did some things, some tricks on the on cards, on the magic cards. And then she looked at me and she said, Son, I see this is a problem. You should go to the prison. But you will set free. And you'll become a rich man. Your, your family will be changed. You will have another family. But I also see by these cards a bad, some bad news for you. So that moment I stopped her. And I said, well, you want to say that I will die in the car accident when I will turn 30 years old? And she said, yes, how do you know? I paid her money and I leave that place with my friend and I told to my friends look I don't want to die when I will be 30 years old I'm a young man and what I gonna do what should I do now he said well I think you should uh, pray God and read the Bible and I asked him so where can I find the Bible? It's a forbidden book in our country. It's a legal book. How can I find it? Uh, I think it's impossible to find this book. And he said, well, by secret, I can say you this. If you want, you can find this book with the Pentecostals. So I, I said, what? Pentecostals? This horrible sect, listen to me, at Soviet Union time, we had a libraries, and any libra library had a theistic, special atheistic department. And there was a special books. So there was written in that books, like Pentecostals, an explanation. Pentecostals is a horrible sect because they sacrifice their, their children. They uh, do sex orgies in their church buildings. Uh, they want to destroy the Soviet Union. Uh, they working for United States. They are enemies of Soviet Union. Wow. That was a kind of communistic propaganda. And uh, people, they afraid, they feared to uh, go and to visit Pentecostals. My mom, when I was a small boy, from my childhood, she taught me, son, be careful with Pentecostals. They are a horrible sect. They sacrifice their children. 
And uh, even if they will help you in some reason, and then years later you will decide to leave their, their congregation, then they will find you even in another part of this world and they will kill you. Wow. Listen to me. If you will decide to leave this congregation, they will find you and kill you. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> that was a kind of communistic propaganda. And you know, you, our people, you, people they, they trust this thing, they believe that things. So I told to my friend, I said, okay, I want to find Bible and I will visit them only if you will go with me there. Because he was a big guy, he was a marine. So he said, okay, I will go there with you. And we decided to visit their congregation. That was too hard to find them because it was underground church. That was Soviet Union time. It was not easy to find them. So we uh, came to their congregation, to their building, and we sat in the end of sanctuary. They were singing the songs. They preached the message. They had a fellowship. And we just watched. And my friend sent me. If they will desire to sacrifice us, I will show them what is what, me, what means to be a marine. <laughs> How to deal with marine. So when that congregation finished, there was like about 30 people there. So when the congregation finished, all of that people stood around us like a beast. And my friend was almost ready to start, to start that great fighting. <laughs> but what they say, that what next... They say, we're so glad to see you. They said, God love you. We love you very much. Thank you for your coming. Thank you that you are here. And, we, and they started preaching the gospel to us. They gave us a booklets, brochures. And my friend, he started to read that brochure. And in the end of brochure, there was written, it is printed in USA. So he said, oh, Alex, look here. USA print these brochures for them. That means they are work, they for sure are working with Americans, with United States. They are enemies of our nation. Look, uh, listen to me, my brothers and sisters. At Soviet Union times, Bible was illegal book, forbidden. So all of the Bibles, all of uh, Christian books, booklets, brochures were printed in the USA. American brothers and sisters, they offered their money. They printed uh, books and uh, Bibles on, on Russian language here in the United States and illegally sent it to uh, uh, the Soviet Union for us to be able to read and grow. And right now I can say many thanks to those brothers and sisters who did that, uh, trem uh, who did that tremendous work. Praise God. Praise God. Many people were in Soviet Union time were able to read the Bible and Christians' books because of your American brothers and sisters. Amen. So I continue my story. My friend said, look, it's printed in USA. Oh, they're trying to destroy Soviet Union for sure. Uh, let's leave this horrible place. And we'll leave that place. And uh, that moment, my commercial mentality started to work. Because, you know, there was a prison for me in the future. It was like a judge coach in several weeks. And I need a good lawyer. I wanted to find a good lawyer to set me free. So I thought, well, if these people, if this congregation are working in, in, and they are in fellowship with the United States, um, I don't need their Jesus, but I need a lawyer. 
So probably if they are in fellowship and friendship with the United States, maybe they have a dollars. And I can ask them for money. So then I'll be able to find a good lawyer. And maybe I'll set free from prison. So I started to talk with dead brothers and sisters in that congregation. I told them, well, look, I have this and these problems. I'm young and I did many things wrong. And now it's, there is judge court for me. But I don't want to go to the prison. I want to find a good lawyer. Oh, guys, please help me with the money. But they said, they said, Alex, uh, our God is mighty. He is great and we are praying for you. And God will make a miracle in your life. Hallelujah. And I leave that place. And I thought, oh, crazy people. I thought, why prayer? How prayer can help me? Which, what, what miracle? What hallelujah? I need the money. I need the money. Lots of money. <laughs> they say, just prayer. We are praying for you and all these things. Crazy Pentecostals. Uh, be, it's, it's better to talk with their pastor. So I, I visit pastor in his office. And I said, oh dear pastor, I have a problem. I, I've been a part of Russian mafia. And uh, we did a lot of crime. And now uh, they want to judge me. They want me, me jail, to be in jail for 15 years. But I want to find a good lawyer. Oh, well, to tell this story shortly, I need the money. And, and he said, he said, uh, Alex, we are praying for you. There is power in prayer. Our God is able and great. He can make a miracle in your life. And I leave him. And I say, well, crazy pastor. <laughs> Why prayer? I can pray myself to the, uh, to the Holy Mary. I can pray. Why his prayer? I need the money. I don't, I, don't, I don't need the prayer. I need the money. I need a lawyer. And listen to me. Today I want to say that there is power in prayer. When pastor prayed for me, when the church prayed for me, the faith came to my heart, to my life. And I stood on my knees. And I invited Jesus in my heart. I, I uh, was repent. And I became a part of the church. And then God continued his miracles. Pastor prayed for me. The church, brothers and sisters prayed for me. And my wife realized that my life is changed. And she turned back to me. Came back. So my family was renewed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Pastor prayed for me. I prayed for myself. The church prayed for me. And one Sunday, my wife decided to visit that congregation to check what kind of people that Pentecostals and how could they, how did they change her husband? So she came there and she been saved and baptized. Amen. Amen. So, you know, my family was renewed. My family was saved. There is power in prayer. Amen. And you know, pastor continued his prayer. Church continued their prayer. Me and my wife, we prayed for ourselves. And then was the first judge called. Judge session, I mean. So some of uh, important people, they didn't come to that judge session for some reason. So judge said, okay, we will, we will continue this judge session in the uh, next month. And church continued their prayer. Pastor continued his prayers. We continued our prayer. And there was a second judge session. And that day, some of witnesses didn't come for some reason. If it's Obama calling, you can answer him. 
So some of witnesses didn't come for some reason. And judge said, okay, we will continue this session in next month. Pastor prayed. Church continued their prayers. Me and my wife, we continued our prayers because there is a power in prayer. Amen. And then one day my investigator called me. And he said to me, he said, listen, Alex, your criminal case is closed. And I asked him how it could be, how it's possible. And he said, well, listen to me. Some people like Japanese ninjas, they climb the wall on third floor of in, at night time to investigate our office. They open a window to his office. They came inside to his office and they opened a safe with a secret code. And they had stolen all of criminal cases that been in that case, in that safe. So now we have no criminal cases, no papers. So no judge court for you. We cannot judge you. You're free like a wind in the field. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Our God is alive. Our God is alive. Hallelujah. There is power in prayer. 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 Hallelujah. 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 I thought I need the money. I thought I need a lawyer. But I, what I was, well, what I was need is Jesus. Living Jesus. Real Jesus. Great Jesus. Powerful Jesus. Because there is power in prayer. Listen to me, my brothers and sisters. I don't know you. I don't know what kind of issues you have this day in your life. I don't know what kind of troubles you're passing through these days. I don't know what kind of needs you have now. But I know for sure there is power in prayer. Because our God is alive. Our God is able. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe you have financial issues. Maybe you have problems uh, with your job. Maybe you have issues with your health. Maybe there is a problems in your marriage. Maybe you have a spiritual problems. Maybe your faith is weak. But there is power in prayer. There is power in prayer. There is power in prayer. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That is amazing miracle that God did in my life. So what is impossible to the what, what is uh, impossible with men are possible with God. Amen. When I came to God, when God called me, I had lots of issues, lots of problems. I had a sick liver because I used to drink alcohol, lots of alcohol. You, they had fortune tellers. They said, I, I will die in the accident when I will be 30 years old. My wife couldn't have a children. Doctors said, you will never have children. I have a big financial debts. I had no house. I had no car. I had nothing. I was just poor, just nothing. And I prayed God and I asked God, what should I do now? And one, one night I prayed God and God spoke clearly to my heart and he gave me a scripture from the Bible and I want to read is with, uh, to read this with you today. It's Exodus chapter 23. Exodus chapter 23 verse 25 and 26. Let's open it together. This, this, this scripture working for sure in my life. So, Exodus chapter 23, verse 25, 26. 
So you shall serve the Lord your God. I will say, take it another way. You shall serve the Lord your God. And he will bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. And I will fulfill the number of your days. Amen. 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 God gave me this scripture. And he said, if you will serve me, then I will bless all the spheres of your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, it is written here, you shall serve the Lord your God. Not attend the church of Lord your God. Not just, but, but serve, do something, meaning do something for the Lord your God. And you know, I, that moment, that period of my life, I started doing all I can, all I, all I could do in that church. Here is a man staying on this platform who did everything in the church. I used to sing in church choir. I, I did an usher ministry. I, I did cleaning in the church building. I used to preach the gospel outside, did outreachings and bring new people to the church. I helped the elder people. I did all I could at that moment. I did everything. Because there is written, you shall serve the Lord your God. And there is four promises which God promised for, for, the, for the ministry. First of all, he said, I will bless your bread and your water. For me, it's financial sphere of your life. And today, I'm staying here and I have no financial debts. I had been in a jail. He set me free. I have my car. I have my house. I have a blessed family. My children serving God. Second, God promised. He said, I will take sicknesses away from the midst of you. And you know what? By supernatural way, God healed my liver. No medication. No doctors. Just God. And there is written after that. God said, no one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. God healed my wife supernatural way with no doctors, no medicine. God healed her. The only and the greatest healer and doctor, Jesus. And he gave us six kids. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you remember, that fortune teller said that you will die in 30 years old. But God said, I will fulfill the number of your days. And today I'm saying here, I'm 49 years old. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, I don't know. I will repeat once again. I don't know what kind of issues you have today. Maybe uh, doctors say that there is a, a bad results in your test. Or maybe you have financial problems. Just take this promise of God. This Exodus chapter 23. Start serving the Lord your God. Start doing some ministry for your God. Help to your pastor. Support him. Do something in this church. Praise God in this worship team. Bring new people to this church. Preach the gospel. And God will bless you for sure. Because there is power when he served to the Lord our God. There is power in serving to our God. Our God is great. And he is worthy of us to serve him. Amen. Everybody say amen. Hallelujah. And uh, shortly I want to share with you what, what kind of ministry we are doing in Ukraine these days. And what's really happening, what's really going there now in Ukraine. And the desire of my heart for you to know that there is another life on this, this, on the same planet. I want you to appreciate what you have today. 
Our country for real passing through great difficult, uh, difficulties and temptations. 20 years ago, Soviet Union fell down, was split. And I can say amen and, and praise God. And thousands of missionaries from the United States came to Ukraine to preach the gospel. And glory to God for this fact. So millions of people, of Ukrainians, they heard the gospel. And thousands of new churches were born. People started serving God, uh, the church is growing, many people uh, coming to the church even these days. But one year ago, that something uh, horrible happened to our country. President of Russia, Vladimir Putin, he started a war with Ukraine. Because as your pastor said in the beginning, he wants to renew the Soviet Union. <coughs> you know, we love Russian people. I want you to know, we love Russian people. There is lots of our brothers and sisters. And, and, they, are, and they are our brothers and sisters. But their president, Vladimir Putin, <coughs> is like a second uh, Hitler this day. A great dictator. And he dream, his goal is to renew Soviet Union. To restore that godless communistic country. Where, as I told you before, they used to kill lots and lots of Christians just for carrying the Bible. Where they sent to prison many people because they were Christians. And we, as apostolic church Christians, we don't want to the Soviet Union to be restored and renewed on our property in Ukraine. And that's why we pray God to stop Putin. Amen. In Jesus' name. And today, when we have this war, can you imagine the thousands dying because of starving, because of hunger? Thousands dying because of bombing and killings. Putin already conquered Crimea, a big part of our country is a peninsula, and uh, he uh, conquered two areas on the east of Ukraine. And that areas where Russian soldiers coming, they killing Protestantic Pentecostal pastors and they destroying church buildings. During last year, hundreds of pastors were killed, were uh, tortured and killed with the Russian soldiers. It's just horrible. They ne they'll never show it by TV, by mass media. But I'm here to tell you the truth. For you to know and pray. And during this time, right now, when we are sitting here with you, there is hundreds and thousands of people dying there. Men's husbands, they are on the front line fighting, and their kids, their families are hungry. And I prayed God. And God said, you should start to help to those people. So we started uh, gathering the provision and food. And I remember my first trip to that area, to the east of Ukraine. That was just something horrible. Tanks everywhere, bombings shooting, killing, destroyed banks, destroyed uh, shops, markets, houses, everything is destroyed. Uh, people are sitting in the basement and cellar trying to hide from the bombing. Uh, uh, starving children. And we started helping to those people. So, so monthly we are going to that area. It's danger for us. But you know what Jesus Christ said? He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Look, we are the body of Jesus Christ on this earth. We are the church of Jesus Christ. And the Spirit of the Lord is upon us today. Amen. So we should not just have a title, a Pentecostal church. 
We should not have just a name Pentecostal Church. But we should be inside the Pentecostals, having a Pentecostal fire. The Spirit of Jesus Christ to, have, to be in us. The fire of Holy Ghost to be upon us. And the same, uh, the same feelings, the same compassion and mercy should be inside of us. Because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And we decide to preach the gospel to the poor in that area. We're gathering money. We're gathering a provision. Our people are... So, uh, they, they have a big spirit of giving. Uh, the women give their golden stuff, they sell it and uh, give money to buy the more food for those people. Elder people uh, giving their welfare or pensions to buy that uh, provision to, for people. Because they know that many people Many children dying there on the east of hunger. And it's amazing ability to bring there with us not just a provision, but the gospel to bring Jesus to that area. And this is the, now, uh, the goal number one for us. Because during this time, when there's a war there, the hearts of people, when it's a problem there, the hearts of people are wide open for the gospel. So we're delivering there the food. We help to our brothers and sisters who are living there in Christ. We help to non-Christian people, non-believers. We're preaching the gospel. We uh, give them a New Testament. Listen to me with attention. I want to remind you that Ukraine used to be a Soviet country. It's ex-Soviet Union country. So 90% of people who are living there on the east, they've never heard about the gospel, about Jesus Christ. They never read the Bible. And I'm asking myself these days, I'm asking myself and I'm asking God, I'm asking how many people of those people who are already dead who died during this war how many of them knew Jesus? How many of them are in heaven this day? And for this reason we did this step of faith we did this decision to go there monthly and to deliver the food and preach the gospel there. I want you to know it's really dangerous trips. Every time before, before our trip I'm saying goodbye to my family and to my church because I never know for sure if we will be back home safely. It's a horrible picture of death. Uh, the cities where you used to live uh, like a 50,000 of people before the war now living there are just several thousand because everything is destroyed and there are those thousand few thousand of people who are still living there they are starving and they need somebody who will come give them a provision and tell them about Jesus and people people receiving the gospel with a huge uh, thirst they are hungry for the God 